Welcome to this special series of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast, hosted by me, Christina Simmons, your guide during this audio online retreat that is focused upon helping you become the saint God created you to be. This retreat will consist of us reading the book, Love Like a Saint, by Elizabeth M. Kelly, and will include a brief reflection and daily resolution designed to help you incorporate what we read into your daily life. So accompany me now as we take our next step on our journey towards holiness. Welcome to day three. We begin the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. O Lord, grant me peace of mind so I may face with tranquility everything that this new day will bring. Help me entrust myself fully to your holy will. In every hour of this day, teach me and support me. Whatever news I may receive today, teach me to accept it with serenity and with firm conviction that everything is according to your holy will. In all my words and actions, guide my thoughts and feelings. In all unexpected events, do not let me forget that everything is sent by you. Teach me to deal sincerely and wisely with every member of my family, bringing confusion or sorrow to none. O Lord, grant me strength to endure the weariness of the coming day and bear my part in all its passing events. Guide my will and teach me to pray, to believe, to hope, to endure, to forgive, and to love. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So today we continue speaking and journeying with Anne de Guignier. And today our section is entitled, The Little Girl Who Lived in a Castle. Anne's family home, Chateau de la Croix, overlooked the expanse of the gorgeous Lake of Annecy, situated in the Alpine region of southeastern France, just south of Geneva, Switzerland. It was a bucolic and breathtaking place in which to grow up, and Anne enjoyed the benefits of a secure, well-educated family who spent their winters in a second home in Cannes. Anne was the eldest daughter of Jacques, Comte de Guignier, a well-read and deeply prayerful Catholic and Antoinette de Charette, equally devout. Antoinette traced her lineage not only to St. Louis, King of France, but also to General de Charette, who fought for Pope Pius IX in Rome under the banner of the Sacred Heart. An auspicious beginning for Anne, to say the least. Anne, also called Nanette, was followed by Jacques, Jojo, Madeleine, Lélène, and Marie Antoinette, Marnette all born in close succession. It is not uncommon for an eldest child to develop some distaste for the arrival of number two. After all, they have been the sole proprietor of mother's lap for some time, and now there's an interloper. Such was the case with little Nanette when her brother Jojo arrived about a year after her own birth. One day, upon witnessing her mother kissing the infant, Nanette found some sand and tried to rub it into Jojo's eyes. Fortunately, she was interrupted before she could render any real damage with her chubby toddler fingers. Indeed, from infancy, Anne's life was marked not by the virtue of obedience, as some hagiographers might invite us to believe about their subjects, but by an unusually strong will. She was a precocious soul, mature beyond her years and full of a bossy, creative kind of mischief that must have made disciplining her difficult. When she was a very young child, for example, a seriously ill Anne threw a fit when a doctor tried to examine her, flailing her arms and legs at his advance. When he tried to hold her down, she declared, Take your hat and go! 
Examples of this kind of behavior in her early life were not uncommon, earning her the playful title, The Little Tyrant. Like most of us, Anne's strengths could also be her weaknesses. She was a born leader and sometimes pushy. She was loving, but also jealous. She was deeply intelligent and creative, which sometimes resulted in impressive feats of naughtiness, such as going to remarkable and inventive lengths to steal a forbidden chocolate. A delightful tale comes from the day her younger, youngest sister was baptized. Anne was around four years old. Because of a dangerous cold spell, the family received permission for the baptism to take place at home. One of Anne's biographers recounts it this way. It was a great day for Anne. She felt she had come of age. In fact, for her mother decided that she should be allowed to stand as godmother. Feeling full of importance, she made the responses very gravely. But what most impressed her was the fact that she was now responsible for Marinette's welfare. This was very much to Anne's taste, and she did not stop to distinguish between spiritual and temporal care. No one in the house had a chance of forgetting that the baby had a godmother. All that day, Anne hovered about, trying to get hold of her spiritual charge, and at last succeeded in reaching the crib when the nurse was not looking. But good nurses have eyes in the backs of their heads, and this one looked around in time to catch the godmother just as she was getting the baby into her arms. My darling, you mustn't touch her. Little girls can't look after babies. Anne drew herself up with dignity. They can, on a baptism day, she retorted. I'm her godmother. It's hard not to admire the fact that a young child would have so strong a sense of self and take her duty so earnestly. Her earliest years are filled with such tales, and taking charge, and beware anyone who would challenge her. So, what a beautiful story of how it was that Anne truly wanted to be very, very committed to the charge that she had been given, especially as a godparent. And I wanted to ask the question, have any of you been given this privilege? Uh, being a godparent uh, to another person? Uh, or have you been a confirmation sponsor for a young person at any point? Regardless of whether or not you've had these serious roles, the question is, do you take seriously, as seriously as Anne did, the responsibility that comes with being entrusted with the care of another, be it their physical well-being or their spiritual well-being, which is even more important? Sometimes I think we think, oh, well, I was there for confirmation or I keep in touch with my you know, God child, etc. But are you actively praying for them? Are you actively calling and reaching out and asking how they're doing? These are all things that in the course of life we tend to set aside or forget about. And it's nothing that's intentional, but rather we forget the seriousness of the charge that's been given. So today, the resolution that I ask of you is to consider how well are you fulfilling the responsibilities to those who have been entrusted to you, particularly those who have been entrusted to you for their spiritual well-being. So hopefully, whatever uh, you have been doing, that you might do one action today, either praying for that person or reaching out to them with a phone call, or sending them a book, or whatever it is, but taking one action in order to care for their spiritual well-being in particular.
Know my continued prayers for each of you. God bless. See you tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening to this special episode of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I hope that you have enjoyed it. And if you think of someone who could benefit, please make sure to share this podcast with them. In the interim, know of my continued prayers for each of you that you may be given whatever graces you need so that you can do whatever it takes. So together we can tell the master of death, not today. God bless.